When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Garth Galloway, cricket commentator extraordinaire, joins us on the program. Garth, know any songs with a harmonica in them? Oh, anything by Neil Young for me, I think. Um, Harvest, is it? Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dylan, Young, uh, but not the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. It's subjective music. <laughs> uh, look, Garth, um, we, we've just seen two tests against Pakistan. I've got to say, um, I... Yeah, I've got to eat a little bit of humble pie. I, I, I thought New Zealand did really well. I, I felt we were the better of the two sides. And we. what I liked was that we showed some intent. We were trying to get the result. Can we put this down to the change in captaincy? Uh, I, interesting. Um, I, I think that um, I agree with you that I think New Zealand was a better side. And... Uh, but I'm not sure about the intent necessarily. And I, you know, I... I yeah, I feel that you have to kind of weigh it, keep keep things in perspective. This this is a very poor Pakistan side. Um, uh, I think the worst that I have seen in, in all the times that I've been involved in cricket in the first test, uh, their four bowlers had 16 caps between them. Um, in the second, they brought back uh, a couple of slightly more experienced players. So, I, so for me, that's the starting point. Uh, the next thing is, um, I felt uh, that New Zealand lost a massive opportunity to win the first test when they went into slow-mo uh, for Williamson's 200. And that, to me, you know, when, when we were commentating, Mark, we said on air, I, I saw that Williamson was on about 180 and suddenly everything slowed down. And you know, New Zealand were trying to set a total and I was saying they, they just can't be worried about Williamson's 200. Surely they're not. And everyone agreed, Coney, McCarty, Petrie all said, no, they won't be, but they were. And they wasted uh, nine or ten precious overs scoring 12 runs to get Williamson there. That, to me, showed a lack of awareness, a lack of real toughness. Um, I thought it possibly hinted at the dynamic of having a new captain with the old captain in the team and approaching 200. I look across the Tasman and see Australia appearing with uh, Usman Khawaja on 195. Uh, and I compare also uh, England, you know, and I look about Stokes in the same position as um, as Salvi is with a former captain in the team. If Root was on 180 at that stage and they were looking to step, they wouldn't have said to Joe Root, just take your time and get to 200. So for me, they, they missed an, a huge opportunity there. And... Um, yeah. So, so, so yeah. Um, so, yeah. Okay, but uh, uh, you've been uh, you've been a bit tough here on Pakistan because England uh, got away with three Test series in Pakistan, but I think it was the second Test there they described as arguably one of England's greatest ever Test victories. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, but I, I just think Pakistan. Uh, do you mean I'm, I'm being tough in terms of how I see them in, in strength and so on? Well, um, yeah, I mean, England, yeah. England. I, I don't think um, rated them perhaps as poorly as you're perhaps rating them. Well, it's it just when 
I guess I look at things and trying to keep them in perspective. And I don't want to be critical of the New Zealand side, but you asked me, you know, if I if if I saw signs there that there was a change. And the example I referred to is Williamson, you know, mm. approaching that mm. 200, and I felt that New Zealand completely lost their way there. Mm. Um, you know, I also felt in the second test that there were moments we lost five overs on the fourth day through a slow over eight. When you look at what happened at the end of that game and how precious those five overs could have been. Uh, you know, so I, I just thought we drifted from times. But I, but having said that, um, I thought Saudi led with the ball magnificently. I, I, I just thought he bowled incredibly well. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the, he's been a terrific servant to New Zealand cricket, and I do think he is the right person to be captain. Uh, and sometimes taking these things on, it's not easy over there. Um, but I thought he, he he bowled beautifully, particularly in the second test and. Towards the end, what he needed was a spin bowler at the other end who was going to put six balls in the right place. And, and again, I just felt that our spinners, who get so little test cricket in this New Zealand side, they were just short of a trot and they struggled for consistency. So, you know, I guess some good things to come out of the series. Uh, I thought Latham was just, you know, wonderful. Um, yeah, Blundell's keeping, I thought has improved a lot. Uh, you know, I was critical of him in India last year, uh, sorry, 2021, uh, but I thought his keeping has improved markedly and his contribution with the bat was meaningful. Mm, okay, well, one thing we've both been critical of, and you've mentioned it there, is the lack of use of a quality spinner, particularly in New Zealand conditions. But when was the last time that we played three spinners a test in Patel, Bracewell and Sodi? I mean, surely that's got to be a step in the right direction. Is that is that a shift in New Zealand's thinking, or do you believe this is just a one-off based on the uh, based on the conditions in Pakistan and the pitches being conducive to spin? Just a one-off. Uh... And indeed, I wouldn't ever recommend playing three spinners in New Zealand. Uh, but a spinner would be a, would be a, would be good. Um, you know, they did the same against India in 2021, where they played some of all ages, Patel and Ravindra. You know, a part timer. Um, and so, again, horses for courses playing in Pakistan. Uh, they played three spinners, as I would expect them to do. But they played three spinners who really, you know, as we've talked about, Patel bowled two overs in Test cricket in 2022. Uh, Bracewell's bowled a few overs. Sodi none for four years. Uh, and I suppose people will rightly see him as having been the success of the team, having taken 13 wickets. But uh, the question for me is going to be when England come out here in February, not too far away, what will New Zealand do? Well, uh, they'll, 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 they'll play Michael Braceful, won't they? They'll play. Yeah, well, I think they will. And, that's, and, and, and that's, that's exactly the wrong direction to be going in, isn't it? Surely, either go with Patel or Sodi. Well, well, I thought they, they, they want the runs, you see, out of Bracewell. That's the point. And when you look at how England play, and I think it's been very interesting to watch England. And, and see, this is the point, Mark. England gave New Zealand the blueprint for how to win in, in Pakistan. Um, and it didn't involve mucking around, you know, letting people get to personal milestones. And when I say that, uh, I don't for a moment criticise Kane Williamson. Kane, you know, he's doing what the captain requires him to do, and that's fine. So I'm not suggesting for a moment that that was something that he wanted or desired. Uh, yeah, I think they will go for Bracewell. I think Bracewell has probably, though, in fairness, elevated himself up the ranks above Patel, uh, because Patel, and it was sad to see it, he lacked, He struggled for consistency, I thought. And of the three spinners, I would have put him after that series. 
at the bottom in terms of performance. Whereas going into it, I would have put him at the top. Sodi, um, well, he, he's played obviously a few games in New Zealand over the years. Uh, he benefited a lot in Pakistan because he was able to bowl into the rough, and I thought he exploited that very well. But as with many leg spinners, uh, he, he was bowling one or two bad balls and over. So mm. full tosses, half crackers and so on. That He won't get the benefit of the rough here, Mark, in New Zealand. And that will be a, a, a quandary for the New Zealand selectors because if he bowls one or two bad balls and over, if he played against England, they will slaughter him. Okay, let's look forward to the series against England. News coming out that Trent Bolt won't be available. He'll only just arrive back in the country after having played some ridiculous T20 tournament in the UAE where he's probably, and good luck to him and well done to him, banking a hell of a lot of money for doing so. Um, We've got a number of injuries. Uh, Matt Henry now suddenly out of this ODI against Pakistan. He's going to be replaced by Doug Bracewell. We've got Kyle Jamison out. Uh, Adam Milne with a side strain. Uh, ben Sears unavailable with a back injury. Um, yeah, I mean, you've only got to maybe look to at the performance in Pakistan um, of Neil Wagner. He seems to have lost a yard of pace. It's not looking overly positive from a, a bowling point of view. I agree. Uh, I think our, our stocks are pretty thin. Um, Wagner bowled uh, probably on average about 126, 127 k's an hour. Uh, you just cannot afford to have a bowler bowling at that pace against this England side, in my view. And when you look at what they're going to bring to New Zealand, they'll bring Anderson, who'll bowl around 135. Broad will be similar, possibly a little bit less. Uh, but they move the ball around a lot, and then they will bring in Robinson, who will be up around 140 uh, and, and leak. So, and of course, then you've got Ben Stokes bowling as well. Uh, you know, that's a good attack. I, when I look at Wagner, I, I think his days are numbered. He, he's been an incredible servant of New Zealand cricket, uh, but you, you, you just can't have bowlers bowling at 125 as frontline fast bowlers. Salvi obviously will be there and will be a key part. Henry. I think they need him. Uh, they really do. If we look at Jameson, the concern about him will be that uh, he hasn't played any Plunkett Shield cricket this season. The, and the last Plunkett Shield game finished on the 17th of November. The next one starts when England are here. So if he's fit, and goodness, let's hope he is, uh, he will come into uh, that test team without having played any cricket, except for possibly some white ball mm. stuff. And my view, having watched Jamison a lot, is that he, he, like most bowlers, is a bowler who needs a lot of overs to get into rhythm and form. Uh, so it will be asking a lot of him to come in and perform to the very high levels that we know he's capable of performing at. Henry Nichols, um, eight test hundreds, seven of them at home. He averages 47, almost 48 runs in test matches here. Do you keep him against England? No. No, I don't think so. Um, no, I don't think you do. Uh, he, his average over the last uh, 18 months or so has been 28. His average since he scored 100 against South Africa uh, after that innings in the last uh, nine or so innings has been 10. Uh, so I, I think it's time for Nichols to stand down. I think they have to bring Phillips in. Phillips has only played one test. Uh, that was against Australia a few years ago where he got 52 and naught. 
but I think he's he's a player who uh, would add a lot to the dynamics. He, he's a busy, uh, chatty, uh, humorous sort of fellow, and he's one who lifts people. I think he, you know, he he's, he, he could be a key ingredient, whether or not. It, and it'll be a true test for his technique playing against this English side. Um, I mean, the, the reality is, I think Nichols should stand up. Will 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 stand down. Um, I think that Latham. You know, and then we look at Latham and Williamson, for example, Mark, and just looking at them, you know, for New Zealand to succeed in this series, and, and frankly, to come out with a drawn series would be a success. Uh, you know, Latham's played 11 matches against England and averages 31 with a career average of 42. Uh, Williamson's career average is a magnificent 54. Uh, he averages 37 against England. So, you know, I, I, what that tells me is that they're going to have to ask a lot of Latham, Williamson, uh, Conway, and uh, indeed in the middle order, Mitchell and Lundell. Conway, um, almost 32 years of age. You've got Latham at 31 years of age. You've got Kane Williamson at 32 years of age. Um, let's assume they've got a couple more years all left in them, possibly three. How does the future look beyond those three in terms of a New Zealand top order, say, from five years from now? Well, if you're looking at test cricket, um, I would... I mean, um, well, I think you'll get, you get a few more years out of Latham, uh, hopefully a, a few out of Williamson. Uh, Conway, I mean, you know, top-class test batsmen can bat into their 30s, uh, well, you know, well into them. Uh, so they may well be around, I would think, for three, four, five years. Uh, but the question is, who, who is coming in underneath and how do we develop those players? And so, and you might have seen there was an article on stuff uh, yesterday where they published an under 30 New Zealand 11 and it didn't look particularly strong, perhaps not surprisingly. Uh, I think New Zealand, you know, one thing I, I do think they've been guilty of is, is not uh, blooding players against the weaker Test nations. And, and my feeling is when Sri Lanka come out here, we, we have to look to get players on the field at the risk, possibly, of of not playing as well, of, of not winning the Test necessarily. But, but you know, we, we have to get people playing Test cricket and we, we have to recognise, I think, that there are significant changes. And I've talked for about 18 months, Mark, about you know, what I call a succession plan. And with every business, with every sports team, with you know all of these sorts of things, there has to be one. And that's what's not clear to me with this New Zealand cricket side, is what is the succession plan? Um, you know, They are an ageing side, and it's becoming very apparent. Mm. OK. Thoughts on Tom Blundell as a wicketkeeper? Uh, really good series over in Pakistan. I thought that he, you know, beautiful stumping to remove uh, Safaraz, who was really, an, I, I thought, one of Pakistan's best batsmen down the leg side. Lovely stumping off Mitchell's bowling. Uh, much better glove work against the spinners, although it didn't spin as much as it did in India. I think New Zealand will be well served by him. Mm. All right. Garth Galloway, look, lovely to have you on the programme. Appreciate your insight. Uh, well done on the commentary. Um, and look forward to catching up and talking cricket throughout 2023, my good man. Thanks, Mark, and happy new year to all of your uh, your wonderful listeners. And I'll tell no more Doobie Brothers. Oh, God, no, please don't. No, 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 no. I'll find some harmonica songs. I'll send them up. Please do. <laughs> oh, Ryan Adams. Go for, go for uh, Ryan Adams. Have a listen to him, not to be confused with Brian. Ryan Adams? Okay, we'll find some Ryan Adams. Garth Galloway on the programme talk, talking all things <laughs> cricket.